Hi everyone, this is Sudeshna from the Abandoned Psyche and you are listening to the Not So Corporate Podcast. Here we talk about all of the not so corporate things we corporate entrepreneurs do within and outside our corporate lives. And today I wanted to talk about side hustles. Because if you don't know, the Abandoned Psyche and the Not So Corporate Podcast are a part of my side hustle. Well, I typically don't like the idea of calling it a side hustle because I typically am not in favor of hustling, but quite a lot of people call it a side hustle. So that's why I'm going to call it a side hustle, but you could call it a side gig. I wanted to touch upon this topic because we millennials especially seem to have a finger in every pie. We want multiple income sources. We want to follow our passion and make something out of nothing. One of the things that I always tend to say to anyone who comes to me for advice is why is it that you want to start it? And there are a number of reasons why you might want to start a side hustle. One of the primary reasons could be that you want some quick money. And if that's the case, there are a thousand ideas out there that you can go and really take off the internet and literally put it in practice tomorrow. I'm probably not the person you want to be talking to if you are in a need of urgent cash injection. That said, there are some really, really good websites where, you know, you can find like thousand odd business ideas that you can start tomorrow. But for me personally, it always starts with the why. Why is it that I want to be creating this? Because if I'm not sold on my why, I will not have enough motivation to be actually working on it during the lows of the business. And God, there will be lows in your business if you want to run one. Every entrepreneur, every CEO is known by their scars, not by their medals. What I would say is for me personally, starting the side gig, starting the Avandan Psyche was basically following my passion for personal development. And I wanted to help others with it. Also, I wanted multiple streams of income and I wasn't in a hurry to inject cash because I have a corporate job. I never feel like I want to be replacing it because my side hustle and my corporate job fulfills two very different parts of me. I don't want to be giving up my corporate job for my side gig. But there are some people who do. Start with the why. Why is it that you want to start this business? And if at any point it sounds like you want to be setting this business up so that you can scale it efficiently in the long run, keep listening. I am really obsessed about efficient scaling because quite a few of you know that I'm a trained economist. So back in the day when I was doing my graduation, I came across this concept of economies of scale and it completely changed the way I think about businesses. It's a concept that I apply on an absolute regular basis in my corporate job. I always am the person who will think about, okay, we are doing this. Why are we doing this? Can it scale? And when the answer is no, I get demotivated really, really fast because that's how my brain operates. It need not be you. That's fine. I am a tech lover. That's the reason I'm a tech lover. I want things to scale efficiently and not just by putting in more time and more money and more resources. 
So when I started the Abundance Psyche, I was very adamant that I build it in a way that it is sustainable with my life, with my lifestyle. I can be quite unapologetic about who I'm being in the business and also that it scales efficiently in the long run. That might mean that I have to put in a bit more hours at the beginning. I might have to hire a team without seeing many returns in the short term. But all of that I know will add up in the long run. A list of ideas that are good for scaling. And if you are thinking of launching a side hustle, that will help you actually put some money in your pocket in the long run, not in the short run. Keep listening. One of the best ideas and the software as a service industry, the app development industry understands what I'm talking about. That's why they are the rage of this generation is create software. When you are creating software, you are creating an app. It basically takes that much time to produce. It doesn't require any extra manpower or resources into producing it and scaling it for other businesses, for other people that you want to sell that app or software. Yeah, there might be technological things that you need to think through like server space and all of that, but it's definitely not like physical products where if you have two people, you need two books or two pens or two laptops. Think of software as one of the best ways that you can build a sustainable, efficiently scalable business. Another one is the complete diametric opposite of that. If you are thinking, well, I'm not techie. I don't know how to code. Can I not make a business scale? Actually, I have real good news for you. If you are an arty person, if you like to take photos, if you like to do some paintings, etc. What you can do is you can put a collection of your paintings up in a zip file somewhere, put a payment plan on top of it, market it. You can sell the same art copies to multiple people at the same price, or you can even increase the price without actually having to spend more time and energy and resources in creating more of those products, the digital products, the paintings, the art photos, and so on. So that's a really, really scalable business as well. The third one is create content. This is what I'm doing with this podcast, the blog that resides on the Abundant Psyche. And I have a YouTube channel as well, which pretty much is the same thing that I'm talking here. But blogs, YouTube channels, and podcasts are the quickest way that you can build authority online. I mean, you can dance on TikTok, you can do Instagram posts, up to you. But what really remains as good footprint on the internet is good quality blogs and YouTube posts and podcasts, because I can dance on TikTok and well, actually, I can't dance on TikTok and tell you the 50 ways you can make money online today. But if you wanted five scalable ideas that you can start today and you will reap benefits from 10 years from now, that's me. And that's where I want to be playing. And that is what I believe quality content is. And therefore, I think I need to invest the time and energy up front into getting that to you. If I am dancing on TikTok and it's not really reaching you, it's not creating the impact that I wanted to create on you, then what's the point? So I think blogs, YouTube and podcasts are a really 
neat way of creating authority and also making a business scalable because one like look what happened to Joe Rogan and if you don't know Joe Rogan he's this amazing podcaster who does two and a half hours long podcasts and he got a deal with Spotify and that's amazing podcasters youtubers they make money from advertisements not only the advertisements that come up on their websites bloggers also do by the way but also by actually collaborating and promoting products that they have used in the past and they get really sweet deals out of it but you don't have to always do ads you will see i typically don't run ads on anything that i do and it's a matter of personal preference because i want my visitors to have a very neat feel i don't want to be spamming you with ads like i find that really annoying when i go on to websites and i probably skip through the ads and never come back to that channel again but what i tend to do on the back end of the abundance psyche is that i create courses and i have a cv writing course a linkedin writing course i have a find your career change course as well and i work with people in terms of how to navigate your career change on the back of the abundance psyche which is basically the revenue generating part of the abundance psyche and that's one of the main ways that bloggers youtubers and podcasters make money and creating courses let's be honest it's not something that's easy that's not something that will replace your corporate salary overnight it's not even something that most people get traction with in the first couple of years i'm actually quite incredibly lucky that i got a lot of traction in my first couple of years itself well my first year itself but i have to say that most people find traction in their third or the fourth year and actually that is the time when most people think of giving up like people think of giving up on it around the 2 year mark because you know it's not making money is just taking a lot of my time but stay at it because it will it will make money if you can front load the work you will have to eventually not work as much but obviously you have to be smart about it i'll come back to all of that bit by the end of this list that i'm giving you the fifth one is about creating membership sites and subscription models subscriptions and memberships are obviously extremely scalable because you don't have to add more resources into it but you can almost charge your client in a retainer basis say for example you are a yoga teacher a meditation teacher and you teach on zoom and on monday from 8 pm to 9 pm everyone is looking at your moves sitting at their home you don't really need to add another hour of your time to accommodate one more person into your yoga class of course if it's a very intimate session and you want to be charging premium for it and you want to only work with five people that's great but what i'm saying is in the way that memberships and subscriptions are set up they will create a recurring revenue stream for you and they will ultimately create that scalable business offer and you can raise your prices i'm not going to talk too much about this other one which is creating an income stream through investing whether that be in property or in the 
stock market. But if you have quite a lot of capital sitting around, then if real estate is your thing, it's not mine. But if it is your thing, you could realistically put in your money, pay off your like, you know, buy all cash, rent it out to someone, just pay the maintenance charges, whatever maintenance it requires from time to time. Other than that, whatever you get is pure profit. Of course, if you have that much money lying around, that might be quite a good option. You might also want to put it in a tracker fund and get more returns over time on it because the power of compounding is truly something exceptional. I personally don't think real estate sometimes matches up to that. But hey, I am not going to debate on real estate or stock markets because both have their place. And what I would say is if you have that much cash lying around, you should be thinking of diversifying rather than putting all your eggs in one basket. The wrapper around all of this, the scalable, efficient business models, is that you have to be extremely good at marketing. And I'm learning this as I'm going. And it is sometimes extremely uncomfortable because marketing isn't something that comes naturally to me. I'm getting better at it. I have gotten a lot of experience in it over the years, but it is definitely something that is worth learning, whether it's for your side hustle or for your career or for just your corporate job. Because marketing, like if you can think like a marketing person, if you can get into your buyer's head with the messaging, if you really understand sales psychology, then whatever it is that you are selling, you become unstoppable. And quite a lot of people give up on courses or software or YouTube or stock photos that they have clicked but are not selling because they can't crack that marketing piece. And in my opinion, marketing is the hardest thing that you will do, but it is the most satisfying thing that you'll do because it really helps you connect to your end user, to your client, to your customer. And that is a level of understanding and energy exchange like no other. When we do that, that automatically is a service. Good marketing is a service. Bad marketing is intrusive. And today I can honestly say that the more I study about marketing, the more excited I get, the more intrigued I get. And well, I am an economist, so I love all of the behavioral economics theories behind it. I like the psychology. I like all of how marketing actually nudges people to buy something. And when you can actually add something good to your client's life, that's great marketing. And most people feel really crap about marketing their own stuff because a lot of junk comes out because a lot of self-doubt comes out, a lot of lack of confidence comes out, a lot of insecurities come out. It's because we have to deal with our own stuff before we can actually be of service to others and say, hey, I have this great product and I really think it'll help you. And it's not about being the car salesman 
who tries to sell you anything. It's about really listening and understanding whether your product is the right product and whether you are a good fit. And if you are not, tell them that. There are my five scalable side gig ideas. If you are starting one today, let me know what sort of side gig you are trying to set up and why you are trying to set it up. I might be able to help you. If you are starting a side gig today, please drop me a note. Please write back to me because I genuinely love business. That's why I do what I do. And if you want a list of all of the scalable business ideas that I have been talking about, a list that is beyond the generic list of five that I just pointed out with my super strategic hat on, if you want the devil that is in the detail, go to the links down below. You will find the checklist in there. And I'll see you the next time. Bye.